Hello, today is Friday, January the 15th, and you are listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Jeffrey Guy. Good afternoon, everybody. So, Jeffrey, I uh, I felt like this week was like an emotional roller coaster, kind of like I'm experienced now with COVID, but it had to do with markets anyways. Well, Tuesday we had one of the largest reports of the year out of the USDA. It's the monthly stocks report, uh, final yield report from last fall. Final yields until they amend them over the next two, three, four yeah. monthly WASDE reports. So. so we weren't really sure how big it would be, yeah. but it ended up being a pretty big one. Yeah, so the, the USDA is known that they uh, are known to surprise the marketplace. And they did that this year again. They decreased. The biggest surprise really was decreasing corn yield from 175 bushels per acre down to 172. Mm-hmm. And they decreased acreage a little bit on the corn side. You know, they uh, played around with exports a little bit and usage. So bottom line, the corn market was they decreased stocks levels for the year. That's year out carry out stocks for corn. And that really supported the market. Yes, so. it did. And on the bean side, they just kind of played around with the numbers, decreased yield a little bit. They did not really increase exports that much as uh, maybe many people were looking for. Mm-hmm. They actually, one surprise thing they did on the bean side, they increased imports. I wrote about that the other day. They in, brought in another 20 million bushels into the U.S. and uh, but they did end up decreasing carryout stocks with all their adjustments and uh, not as far as some analysts were looking for, but still very supportive of the market. So what happened in the markets this week? Where did they close? So corn closed uh, limit up on Tuesday, the USDA day. Uh, old crop corn at twenty five cents closed up, and so for the week, old crop corn closed up uh, thirteen dollars to close at two sixty eight. Just phenomenal. Wow. And uh, next harvest or harvest this year is closed at $230, which was up $7. Just think of that. We You can book right now for this fall at $230. Yeah. It's a great number to get started at. That is a great number. So corn was up there in the $10 range. Soybeans, old crop soybeans closed up $19 for the week. Wow. Closed up again. right now at the elevator for old crop. And they closed up $17 on the new crop, $539 per ton, say $540 per ton. Pretty phenomenal price. Again, they're $539 to start sales or to start or increase your sales for this this coming year. Don't even have any seeds in the ground yet. Uh, You don't need seeds in the ground. Just get some sales on the book. Reward the marketplace when you know those are profitable levels to throw yeah. at. The wheat market also was strong. Wheat was up uh, $9, $10, $11, between uh, this year and next year on the hard red spring and the winter wheats. The wheat market, like we talked a little bit about last week, is uh, fundamentally just kind of a strong market right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Russia helped it this week because Russia, they have an export tax that's supposed to be coming on the middle of February. And they were increasing that. They announced they're looking to almost double that and that the increased tax will come on in March, I think. So if 
if Russell, Russia does not export wheat or they put the stocks on to make their wheat not the cheapest wheat in the, in the world, right. that just helps prices everywhere. Yeah. So, so the wheat market's looking pretty strong too. But so there's still a lot of volatility in this market, right? Potential volatility. Actually, this was the, when you just talked about a roller coaster week. It was prices were up and down. Yes, they were. 10 cent swing, 20 cent swing in a day is nothing this week. It's just been uh, been up and down. So there's lots of, there has been volatility and there's lots more of potential volatility in this market, uh, especially on the corn and soybean side. You know, there's a bunch of factors that are bringing this volatility. What would some of those factors be, Dolores? Well, I think we talk every week about managed money. So that's what I was going to ask you. Like, is that why... It was such a big swing this week. Is it the managed money that's pushing it even higher? Well, managed money has been rewarded with higher prices. Yeah. And the managed money in our corn and soybean markets are at record levels or near record levels. So managed money is really just outside investors, speculators. It's even money coming from the stock markets. Even though the stock market has just boomed over the last year. It has. Generally boomed has had some dips there with the pandemic and that, but it's come back in big, big numbers. Uh, you know, maybe it's money flowing from the stock markets into our commodities when they see overall world demand is good. So it's outside investors. It's not farmers, no. you know, not hedging their crops and that. It's outside investors looking for easy money. And right now they're really being rewarded with this easy money. And they have helped the price to go up. When they see there's... Uh, Things like outside technical factors to drive prices up, managed money comes in even more and drives the price even higher. Yeah. So they probably did help drive the price higher this week. But I think the the key to remember is they drive it higher, but as soon as it starts to go down, they can drive it down in a real hurry. Oh, they can liquidate like anything. It's uh, when they get out of, they want to sell their positions and get out of the market look out yeah you know it's uh the fundamentals won't be the ones taking over then it'll be managed money liquidating right. so we have managed money weather is always a factor always right now weather in south america for their growing crops in brazil and argentina brazil has started the soybean harvest but they really don't ramp up big time till early february mm-hmm when they get in the uh, middle of February, when they get in their major growing areas. Argentina's crop, uh, they're talking it's a little drier than Brazil. The USDA did decrease their crops a little bit this uh, last week, their projections for their crops, but which also helped the markets, but not enough to really drive the markets by themselves. So weather in South America, you know, weather in North America, mm-hmm. are we going to have a an early spring, a late spring. It's going to be wet. It's going to be dry. It's been awfully mild so far. Mild, not much snow cover. No. Though for the snowmobile, there's supposed to be snow coming tonight. Yes. Friday night. <laughs> here in Saturday, here in the local area. So there's, you know, the weather in South America, weather in North America. World demand. World demand has remained strong. It has. For all the commodities. And when we talk about world demand and commodities, we have to talk about... China. China. So prices in China right now are staying for corn and soybeans, especially are staying at or near record high levels in their domestic market. Mm-hmm. And those numbers on the corn side, it's uh, 
think it's over twice as high as uh, the Chicago prices in North America. And soybeans, it's not quite twice as high. Okay. But that just means it's it's high. Yes. And they can afford to import those commodities and make them very economic in the domestic market. Mm-hmm. So their high prices are just still driving imports into China, and what that's driving higher prices for us on the Chicago. So that's a big part of the world demand. Uh, currency is also part of the volatility. The strength or weakness of the U.S. dollar and what the outgoing president does and what the incoming president does <laughs> and all that political turmoil, which is pretty unreal down in the U.S. It's hard to believe sometimes. And we will have somewhat of an acreage battle come up in the U.S. for this summer, you know, I, which... It, that would be a big factor to why the corn prices are still going up, right? Like the ethanol use is... Well, there's the next thing, ethanol. What? Where is ethanol usage? Ethanol production and that, I think I wrote this week, I read uh, it's at about 90% of pre-pandemic levels. Yep. But with everything that's happening now in the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. or is that going to decrease? Who knows? You know? And I know for us in Ontario, we're all in a lockdown. So the idea is that less ethanol would be used, but we're just one province and <laughs> we're dropping them in the marketplace. But uh, locally, that's a big factor for sure. And so if there's less ethanol used, you know, that's got to hurt ethanol prices. But also the strong price of corn makes it harder for the ethanol plants to be profitable to keep going for sure. Last year during the pandemic, the first wave of the pandemic, there was lots of ethanol plants, I think, that closed down for short terms anyways Mm -hmm. in the state. So that's, you know, there's another volatility. But but that acreage battle would be contributing to the the corn price for sure. Oh, and there's, you know, that acreage battle is going to be in the U.S. It's going to be here even in eastern Ontario. There will be some acre acre swings one way or the other. And, uh, those are all factors uh, taken into it. And even when we talk about acreage and we talk about currency, we got to talk something about local bases mm-hmm. levels. So we were talking about, uh, you know, how, well, basis levels are affected by local demand and the currency. And so on the corn side, basis levels are starting to weaken a little bit. Yeah, with our... Our currency, our currency isn't strengthening, but the U.S. is weakening, and and with that ethanol we just talked about, that's it's, a big part of our local. Yeah, for Eastern Ontario, it's a little uncertain on what's going to happen, you know, yeah. for ethanol usage. So it's pulled maybe one of the end users out of the market, some, or maybe they're fully covered, but they're just not in the marketplace right now. So that's hurt some local corn basis levels and soybean level basis levels have stayed. Strong, really, because the farmer sold all their beans Yeah, we at have, harvest. What do we have? A hundred tons left in our elevator that, that aren't owned by us. <laughs> yeah, one farmer. One farmer. So, you know, and kudos so, to him. <laughs> oh, big time. So it's the, uh, you know, basis levels are being affected somewhat. There's lots of things to look at in the marketplace. But uh, I think we need to simplify it for everybody because there's just too many things to look at like don't be looking at just weather don't be looking at demand there's so many factors now so many factors i think the simple thing is bottom line prices yes 
it's just look at those numbers and figure out can you make money at that and this is a really good time of year usually right around now is people's year ends have ended and they're looking at how things went last year and you know doing your cost of production calculations to see what like what is it that will will make your business profitable or, or like right these prices so when we when you know you can lock in some prices lock in some potential profit we know yield drives bottom line profit or the most part of the For profit sure. but uh, when you get good prices doesn't hurt to lock in some and you know our general talk for the last while mm -hmm. long while has been more sales smaller amounts that's right reward the marketplace because when things do turn around on the negative side it could be could be dirty could be bad so and, it's and especially if we're going into another dry year or who knows what's mm -hmm. going to happen then it i think it helps those sleep at night a little bit to know that they have locked in a decent price that will help if for some reason there there is a problem with yield yeah and you know like people talk about that they sold soybeans for this fall at 450 460 480 whatever price you know now we're it's at 540 but you know what nobody saw the market going like this and every sale no. has been a good one yep. at the time just be happy with them and sell that next bit at the the higher price now yeah i just look where we were last year this yep. time. So, so it's I. That's my feeling is just let's dumb it down. Let let foolish people like myself look at all these different things and try to figure out a little bit. And uh, <laughs> and it is amazing when I look at the analysts. Like one guy this morning was saying, "Oh, it's dry in South America, especially Argentina is going to drive prices." And then I watched a video around lunchtime. They said, "Oh, rains in South America are helping production." So it's you know you can you can find out anything just watch that bottom line price people let's let's talk bottom line price and I think we should end it talking about target orders that's a good idea you know once again we want to congratulate everybody that's had target orders that it hit yeah uh, the day of the USDA report you know prices went a little while there they hit uh, this week we've had more target orders hit in the overnight than during the day it's just kind of For funny sure. how that's worked. But anybody wants to talk about setting some target orders, give, you know, Dolores, myself, Bob a call. Yeah. Let's it's a great tool to have in your tool tool belt, for sure. Helps take helps to take the emotion out of marketing. It does. That's the best part that I like. It's yeah. not even so much that it can hit in the overnight. It takes that emotion of when to sell. I know how much I want. Yep. And and I know right now is probably a little bit slower time of year and people are able to sit there and maybe watch the markets a little bit. But like you said, it takes that emotion out. Like, should I sell? What do I do? Right? You know you can make a profit at that that number. So anyways. Reward the marketplace. <laughs> take, a, take a cookie off the plate when it comes around there. So anyways, I think that's all we have for the podcast this week. Thanks for tuning in. We are... Uh, course we've talked about our special guests in the past um and we would like to have someone on uh this year's um but we are hopefully working. next week dolores you can have one <laughs> we're, we're working on it we have to we have to figure out how to do this virtually since uh we're kind of in a lockdown and it's hard to meet with any anyone right now so uh stay tuned that's coming your way have a great week everybody thanks for now bye